0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the conversation with Uncle Charles. And um, uh, for those of you who've been listening to the show, can I just say a very big thank you to you? Thanks for supporting the show. Um, And it's always a pleasure. And I feel it's a privilege as well um, bringing you this show. And I've had some feedbacks as well. You know, um, you are being encouraged and you are being entertained as well. Because all we do here is we just get some personalities to come on the show. They open in a window to their life and who knows we might be able to learn a thing or two from them as well or if not just enjoy the conversation as i always say and today we have on the show one of the pillars of the uk gospel uh music industry and in fact not just the uk his um his influence extends beyond the uk as well we'll talk about promotion of gospel music this man has been uh one of the people at the forefront of promoting gospel music on air uh for the past couple of decades or probably even more well he'll tell us uh but we're talking about none other than mr Dave Paul. When I call him uh Mr. Paul, he thinks, you know, I've got something <laughs> something funny coming up. I don't know why he thinks that way. Uh, you, but today we have with us Mr. <laughs> Dave Paul, aka Dave P.
1: <laughs> you know what? I also I always say that because you know when my mom calls me David, yeah. Because it is yeah. Dave, it is it is um David Paul, right? But when my mom calls me by my name, I think I normally think, uh oh. What are you gonna ask me? What am I gonna do now? What do you want me to do? Just, mom, just, just tell me straight. You don't have to go through the whole word, David.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's always a first name, isn't it, David? And you know you're in trouble. Yeah. Did you did you you get into a lot of trouble growing up then?
1: Um, not really. (laughs) <laughs>
0: you know? are you sure david that doesn't sound very convincing well, you know how I, definitely... I, just, I just said are you sure david that doesn't sound convincing my, you know, when...
1: my family would say that um i was a sort of a a, a nice gentleman growing up i, I was really uh, around a nice fellow um but yeah i am um, yeah I, I, I was all right it wasn't too much of a trouble like any normal uh child growing up you know i, I guess a, a lot of energy uh, which one would have growing up and uh, I, I reckon I still have that today um, cheeky as well at the same time because I do have a, a kind of a weird sense of humor so I'm very cheeky in that way and people always say Dave by the look in your eyes I could just tell you're very cheeky <laughs> I think, well, what are you talking about what can you see <laughs> you know but still yeah so there you go
0: you're you're not a London boy, are you?
1: No, um, and people thought that they, were, they actually thought, oh yeah, Dave's one of us. He's from London." I said, "Uh, uh-uh. I'm from I'm from Birmingham. I'm a Brummy. What? You... I said, "Yeah."
0: <laughs> so, what was life like growing up in Birmingham? Um, I mean, I, go on. I I I I think it would be slightly different, but prove me wrong. What What was it like growing up in Birmingham?
1: It was. Um, oh my goodness! It was it was kind of a slow uh, period for me. It was always, as you know, growing up in a Christian home is always church anyway. And and that was a good thing. And even when you're young, you didn't want to go to church, but you had no choice anyway. You couldn't tell mom and dad, no, because you're going anyway. But yeah, uh, as a young man, growing up in Birmingham, you wanted wanted more. So by the time you got to the age of, um, let me see, uh, 17, getting into your twenties and stuff like that, you started to look at life differently. After you'd done all the sort of like arguments with your mom and dad, or you think that you're a big man and your dad said, well, if you think you're a big man, you need to leave home now. If you think you're a big man, you need to start paying rent now, <laughs> that sort of thing. So you realize then that, um, well, uh, there could be more, you could do more, uh, outside of that, you know, and I, I put myself on, um, Uh, a course which was sound engineering um, which lasted two years and after that I just left because I said I I just need to get out and and, um, earn some money I really do so it's supposed to be a three-year course but I think when it came to the maths I thought oh my goodness me I can't do the maths very well this is too complicated for me but yeah um, I kind of learned through that but it was a bit of a a stepping stone for me to find my own path that's how it were.
0: So when did you leave Birmingham for London then?
1: Well, uh, it's it's two things really what happened in my life. I think just before t- uh, I was 20 or 20 before 20 or 21 something like that. I left Birmingham to go and live in um, Sheffield in Yorkshire. So that was even further out. So I moved there and lived there for nearly about a year, a year and a half and I met some good people and and I worked there and uh, yeah and that was pretty good for me and uh, then I moved back to um um, Birmingham, Birmingham. I moved back there and uh, yeah, I decided, you know what, there's got to be more. So now, um, and I go back to the point being in church, we always used to have conventions, church conventions, because I'm from a Pentecostal background. And, and um, I remember we had the youth camp and I met this uh, young lady and she said, because she was a chef, and she said, Dave, you know what, you need to come to London. I said, Come to London for you know, so come to London, we'll help you set up getting a job. Um, we'll get you in a you can step my mom and dad's house and then you could get your own room. that time, you used to rent out rooms, okay? So, and that's how it begun for me at the end of the day. So, that's how I uh came to London. So, I, I came to London in 1989. 1989, yeah, that's when I moved to London. 1989.
0: Was, was it easy to settle in because, um, I mean. I've never lived outside of London, but what people tell me is that life is a bit more laid back. And you know, you come to London and it's all very rush, 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 rush. <laughs> was it? was uh, it that different? Well,
1: it was like, a, well, it was like a, one of those, I wouldn't say culture shock in, in a sense, um, but how, I, how I view it. Coming to London, man, everything was so fast. Birmingham, relaxed you don't have to rush around anything and you don't. And the people in Berlin are very nice. And, um, I got to say, Berlin people, very nice. Uh, some people are going to get upset. Well, what about us, David London? We are nice as well. I understand that. But since I'm a Brummie, I can only speak about what I know and what I've experienced, you know? So most Berlin people are very nice. So I went moving to London. Um, and I moved when, uh, I, yeah, I drove to London and what it was, um, if you remember Marble Arch, okay. Yeah. Uh, didn't have any traffic lights then. Mm-hmm. Let me tell
0: you, Charles. It was it was, it was, it was just a one way system, wasn't Let
1: it? Let me tell you, Charles. Driving through there was a nightmare. Cars coming left, right, and you just don't. I just want to get across, <laughs> and you think I've never experienced that. And i thought I was actually I was scared of thinking someone's gonna hit my car because I was driving the Alfa Romeo then, uh, back in the day, and I thought, oh, my goodness me. So, um, yeah, it, it was just, it was a fast pace. And, you know, when you wanted to know something or ask people the time, it was like, um, yeah, they wouldn't even tell you anything. What have I done, you know?
0: Nobody had time for anyone. No, they
1: didn't. They didn't. They really didn't. Wow,
0: wow, mm. wow. So, listen, tell us, you actually, as you've told us, you grew up in a Christian household. Mm-hmm. So have you always been a Christian?
1: Yes. Oh, boy, that's a good one. That's a good question. I don't get asked that. Uh, Yes and no, because um, I guess when you're part of a family network, and my dad was a speaker at the time, I I think he he used to preach, he used to teach or talk, do Sunday school. So you had to behave a certain way, okay? And, um, yeah, you get to a point people are looking at you and they expect you to behave in a, a certain way so when i left and moved to um sheffield and between that i started to have a a kind of a change in my heart thinking you know what this this god thing is not working for me right now i guess i'm a young man finding my way through and uh, yeah for a little period of, for that period of time in my 20s i stopped um, I, I, I I would say I would be going to church, but I don't think I was really into it uh, during those times when I was searching or trying to find myself uh, as a young man. you know what I mean
0: You know I'm not gonna ask you to go into some of the things that you got up to and stuff like that you know that's that's fine. Uh, but do you think that was part of your uh, growing process? It was for you to go find yourself out, and then be able to actually tell facts from truths and from myths. And eventually, you found yourself. You're back in the Lord. Would that be a right assessment, or do you think it was probably due to peer pressure or the fact that you were, you had now left your parents and you thought you were your own person? So let me just live my life. What, what was it? I
1: think I think it was both because um, I guess the the pressure was that you had to do what your parents said, um, no matter what, because if you're under the, you know the old saying, if you live under my roof, you live under my roof, you do as I say, that sort of thing. Uh So I guess um, that played a role as well. And also when I went away, when I went away and searching, There are a lot of things which I did, and I just thought, my goodness, I didn't know I could get in. and nothing dog or anything like that, uh, but I, I started to like, um, I just I just wanted to experience things in life as a young man, and I guess going away helped with the process of me trying to find myself, and also when I came back, I thought, oh, now I don't know what life is about, and I will, I will tell you more about that when the change happened you know, later on. But um, yeah, these are the things that you have to experience, I guess, in life. And if you're fortunate, fortunate enough to get away from that, you know, to be pulled away, because not many people get that second or third chance,
2: you uh, know? So
1: uh, um, I uh. guess I got that second chance. And, uh, there could be a reason for that because of my my name or because of how my mom and dad prayed and how they always spoke to me on a level as well, what God is about. So a, a lot of things uh, play the key role uh, in my life.
0: So here we are, Dave P, uh, you know, the, the gospel music broadcasting personality known all over the world. Um, but still remaining in the Lord what actually brought you back to the Lord
1: <sighs> it was um, you know when you go to um, these revival meetings oh. yeah and um, I remember going to one there's some revival meetings I don't think they have them now but some Pentecostal revival meetings or churches and they last for about seven days and you go to revival you hear preaching and you get come to the Lord and Come saved, I think saved, sanctified, uh, filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking tongues and all that. Now, I had an issue with that. I said, why do I need to do all that? But let me tell you something, Charles. I went to that altar, okay, as a young man, and I prayed. I kind of kneeled down and I said, God, if you are real, (laughs) you know what? You better do what you need to do now. Just get it over and done with. Do what you need to show me. And guess what? I don't know what happened. All I knew that I was thrown back and I saw these cheers after I finished, right? And I saw people like um, going, hallelujah, speaking in tongues and I'm jumping up and down highs and, and speaking in tongues and saying, thank you God and stuff like that. From then I just changed, I just changed. And then we're coming from a musical family as well. But I, I think I found my path uh, during that time as well, when I found God again or when he found me or when he said, it's time for you to come away from that and do what I want you to do. So that happened in an instant. Uh, and because of the revival meetings, um, which I, I have to say, I really appreciate and that really worked for me. may not be for everybody because God can speak to you silently when you uh, in a dream or whatever, I don't know. But um, on that day, that's what happened to me.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. If you've just tuned in, uh, this is The Conversation with Uncle Charles, and I'm talking to Dave P, uh, who is a seasoned broadcaster. He's also, uh, would you say, the Chief Executive Officer of UGN Media?
1: Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in, you know. Um, he's doing a fantastic job in the gospel music industry. He's in conversation with us, and um, he's just sharing some nuggets with us, some experiences that he had in his early childhood uh, moving from Birmingham to London via um, somewhere in Yorkshire and then, you know, everything else. But uh, mm. we thank the Lord for, for, for your life. We're going to talk about your broadcasting career in a moment, mm-hmm. uh, but um, your parents are originally from the islands.
1: Yeah. They're from, um, they're from Kitts and uh, Nevis, um, uh, you know, and uh, you know, cause you know, um, Nigerians will say, "Oh, here we go." You know, what about Ghanaians? You can say our oh, smaller <laughs> thing. I'll be not bothered that. Well, uh, it's only a joke <laughs> thing, though. But for, for Senkisen, Nevis Jamaicans say, "What? It's a small island? What's that? That doesn't mean anything to me. That's not big." But what, what's what's this? What's this thing I, with I small
0: islands and big islands? It's uh, like Nigerians and Ghanaians yeah. with jollof rice. Yeah, thing. I what, just what don't. It I, you know what? On?
1: I I just I just don't get it. And and we all human beings on this planet. But you know, there's a thing that sticks with the older generation. And um, uh, when you're growing up, you try to change that. It's, you said, know, yeah, everybody's the same. We're all, we're all human beings, you know. It doesn't matter where we're born or where we grew up, you know, we're all the same. We all have the same well, we all have red blood flowing through our flowing through our veins. So it doesn't matter where you're from. Uh, as long as we can um, uh, achieve what we need to do. So, but the Senkits and the the Nevis thing, even though I've been to the island, it's a beautiful island, man, I tell you. Uh, And I keep saying to some Jamaicans, if you ever go to Senkits and Nevis, you will leave Jamaica. (laughs)
0: <laughs> did did you did you ever get sense um back down there as a young person or you were good throughout? cuz i know sometimes uh like with uh, the caribbean and in and in africa when the young people start to go a bit wayward, uh, you know they they send them over to 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 learn a few lessons and come back sober well did that ever happen to you or you only went on holidays
1: well that didn't happen to me because i i tell you something right i had um i had a very um uh stern dad who was from the West Indies. I mean, just home in the West Indies, that's it. And right there, that's what it is. It didn't make any sense sending anybody or sending anybody uh, in the family back to the West Indies. That was your West Indian person right there. So you had no choice but to listen and learn and no back chatting. Because if you ever did that, oh my goodness me, there's only one man and one woman in this house. Yeah? Yeah. and that's it simple as that so you go oh i think i went too far let me just be quiet because it's not my house you know i don't pay pay for anything in there it's my mum and dad who's working hard for that and they're giving me food on my table so i need to be quiet done that's it
0: you know at times i've moved on and things look a bit different you've got you've got two boys haven't you and how 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 are things different from your upbringing to how you're bringing up your kids now? What do you think you're doing different, which you wished, you know, when you were a child, you had had the same sort of I don't know upbringing well, or treatment.
1: I wish I wish in a sense um, I had uh, free reign to go anywhere I please. Now my boys, um, Ethan and Tobias, are twins. Uh, they're just very energetic boys. You know, and they know how to talk back to you and and not in a rude way, because they're very, um, they're very bright, very intelligent boys. And they know exactly what they're saying. And they have a lot of respect for um, uh, mom and dad. They know how far to go. If they go too far, they go, uh oh. And they look at my face because I have this um, look on my face. You know what, what, we, what we? I guess what I don't know if your parent did that, but my parent gave a look. So oh, they yeah, just, yeah. yeah, there was a, there was a look
0: that told you. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it spoke more than a thousand words. That it look, you did. knew when when your mum looked at you that way, you knew you didn't have to eat that food, or you didn't have to shout, or. Yeah it was just a look and that's it.
1: Yeah, so that's what I that is what I do with um my boys now. And yeah, the the, the difference is that, you know, there's a lot of things they have um around them and you got to try and understand that and also they face a lot of challenges now. I guess I, I don't know if it's the same but they do face a lot of challenges uh, as as young men growing up. And um uh, it's not so strict because when I had this When my dad was um, really strict, I always said, if I have children, I am not going to be that strict with mine. (laughs) But I find that sometimes I can't hold back. I have to go, boys, boys, you need to stop now or it's, it's all over. I'm not joking. And they know. And if they push too far, they get something taken away and they won't sleep for months. Simple as that. You know what I mean? So... Oh, wow
0: wow wow wow. Dave, listen. Um you're a man who's well into your music. We're going to talk about that next, but before we move on, we're just going we're going to take a very short music break. So, just introduce a song, a song of your choice. We're going to play that here, and then when we come back, we'll talk about your broadcasting career.
1: Oh, really? Oh, really? You yes. let me tell you I have to I have to say, one of my favourite songs, and you know what, I've got two artists, but I, I'll just pick one for now, okay, right now. If I get a chance to introduce the other one, I'll you know, say, uh, it's got to be Hannah. I'm sorry, it's got to be. You know that song, and I think it was you who introduced me. Um, to this artist, Hannah, and Babaday always comes to mind because... Um, uh, I when, knew you were
0: going to say that. You know what, because, <laughs>
1: the, you know, it's it's amazing because, you know, it, with music and it's always about soul, R&B, reggae and all that, but when the introduction of, for me, for African music and uh, UK, UK uh, music, right, of that genre, uh, that song springs to mind because that was one of the first things where I just go, wow. This is absolutely amazing. And the lyrics in the song just pulls me in all the time, every time I, I hear it, meaning that I'm grateful. And it's it's just great to know that God is God. So, you know, you just give thanks to God every single day. And that's that song right there does it for me. It's amazing. It really is from Hannah.
0: Dave, introduce your choice then in your broadcasting voice.
1: <laughs> okay, right here. Here is the wonderful Hannah. Uh, singing a great song which I love, I'm sure you love it too, it's called Day.
2: God is not a man that he would ever lie whenever life's testing. I know know one day I will soon testify. So endure for the pain, the storm, and the threats. It doesn't measure to the treasure and the glory ahead. So when you feel like giving up, give it up to him. Jehovah the King, we hallow him and love him. Jesus,
0: by hannah ola and is a, a song that was chosen by uh, dave p it happens to be one of his favorite mm-hmm. songs um and talking about dave p dave p has been in the broadcasting industry actually the name dave p came to my notice as a result of tuning into um choice fm years back wow. years back and i was like oh who's this guy and um i was a regular listener of your show how did you get into broadcasting Dave? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah when I moved to um, yeah actually when I moved to London in um, '89 I, um, I've always wanted to be a, a radio presenter even back in um, Birmingham because I, used to, I you know I, I love radio. Uh, and my dad used to complain about me having a, the music up loud in my bedroom because I used to ask my brothers to come in uh, and do an interview with them. I used to have this little transistor radio, and um, I used to listen to Radio Luxembourg. Uh, leave it on while I'm sleeping. You know, I'm, I was just like that into radio like crazy. So when I moved to when I moved to um, London, um, um, an offer came up, and it was it's a community radio station. I said I can do that. You know, let me go for it. You know, because I've heard other DJs other presenters uh, do a show, and I think I could do it as well. And I went for a, a station called Star FM and Medina Radio in in Halsden. and yeah, I, I got the job on a on a com- community radio station or pirate station, whatever. In those days, it was pirate, and yeah, I, I did really, I did really well. And then I moved to a station which is still going called Station FM. Which started just after nine, I think started nineteen ninety, and uh, yeah, they gave me three gospel shows. <laughs> uh, wow. Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday, because they said, I remember one of the managers said, Dave P, you know, we have we have the whole market listening to you know, meaning the whole market. Um, I think at the market in um East East uh, East London listening to um station FM and listen, who's this guy playing some nice music? Who is he? It sounded really good. Because I wasn't really that much into choirs, even though I had them, but I wanted to bring a new, fresh, you know, sort of like contemporary gospel uh, music to the public, uh, which was really hard for people to digest sometimes. And then um, um, if you remember Choice now, um, I think it was Marcy Dixon. Yeah, Marcy Dixon called me and she said, um, uh, I hear that... um, uh, that Benny King is leaving choice to go to, um I think, Premier, okay, at the time. Why don't you go for it? I said, they won't give it to me because I'm on the pirate station because we've all been at loggerheads. the one the a here. Oh. Yeah, so um, when I went in, I sat down, they interviewed me. And you know, when people do an interview, they give you a stone face kind of look. at I need to know if I've got it or not. <laughs> you know, went away. We let you know when we let we give you a call and there's me thinking, Why don't you just tell me now? You know? <laughs> yeah, it gave me a call and said, Dave P, we'd like you to come to the office again. I says, Oh, what for another interview? He said, Yes, come for an, come to the office again. I thought, Oh my goodness, me and I'm working. Okay, I come in for another one. And I sat down and they said, By the way, you've got the show. And let me tell you, right, because I knew, because I said before I'm um, 35 or 37, I love to be sitting in a secular radio station or um, mainstream radio. And I jumped for joy and I thank God right there. And I remember the director looking at me. So he's all right. I said, yeah, of course, I'm all right. I'm just thanking God. And that's it. So now is the beginning of things of, to change certain things in the, sort, in the industry that we're in. And that's how it begun for me. So i got Marcy Dixon and a lot of people who supported me to be thankful for, including Roy Francis and all the names, yeah.
0: So from Station FM all the way to Choice FM now, Mm -hmm. and you're talking about changing certain things. What were some of the things that you think your presence at Choice FM changed uh, within the landscape of the UK gospel industry?
1: Uh, The thing with that, okay, the thing with that, I find it very, oh gosh, here we go, I'm going to get into trouble. I don't know if I am, but I find it very um, difficult because when you broadcast on, on a gospel station or any station that, Um, sort of hires you as a gospel presenter or gospel teacher. There's this thing about broadcasting where you have to remember you're talking to a public who don't know Christ, okay? Uh, And who may want to know. And there may be some sort of switch off. My goodness, he's always quoting Bible scripture and he's he's speaking so spiritual like he's all there. And, you know, the thing is when you broadcast into somebody's home, you have to really make them feel Um, well, (laughs) welcome, they're switching you on. So you have to make them feel part of that family, of the, you know, in terms of the station or the show you listen to or the presenter. So you have to speak in such a way because you want them on your side. So it's like, um, what would Jesus do? So he would go out into the public and speak normal. No need for all these ears and graces and whatever. Just a normal fellow He just wanted to understand what kingdom is all about, not kingdom business, what kingdom is all about. And that is how I managed to uh, change it in terms of, um, and when it came to the music as well, because the music had to be on par uh, with what I was talking about. So if if it was about lifestyle in terms of changing, there's no need to talk about judging a person for what they're doing. But hey, that's nothing to do with me. All I'm here to do is to encourage, inspire, and play music that will uplift you and make you feel or maybe you want to be pointed in the right direction. And more of the time, that actually worked 100%. Even when people were coming out of clubs, there was actually ringing up and listening. They can't go to bed yet, you know, because it used to start from 6 till 10. They can't go to bed because they're loving the music. They say, i got to get my gospel before I go to sleep. And Dave, let me tell you, I was going to do a ting, you know. But guess what? Because of you, <laughs> I couldn't do a ting because you were on. There you go.
0: so do do you think i mean that that's a very crucial role that you played in the lives of people and i for one you know dave p show when it was on choice um sunday mornings i always tuned in and then they changed the time to some i don't know some really weird (laughs) time um for you what did that mean for you?
1: you i i argued a lot about that um about changing it i think it was midnight till two and then it went from two to four, if I remember. And I argued. And, um, but you know what? What I realised that music can be heard anywhere, gospel music especially. So you've got to think about a new audience now at midnight who don't, who don't normally listen between six and ten. I didn't even realise the amount of people listening from 12 until two until they called me in one day right and they said to me I remember it was like at um, at, um, at global and we had a meeting and it was about the figures for the station and the breakfast show and the, and the other shows or whatever and they said they said to me uh, oh my goodness me the breakfast show is really performing well you know really great and drive time and all that but I gotta say God must be on Dave's side because his figures, a beat in the breakfast show. And it's like the question, how Whoa. could that be? How Whoa. could that be? <laughs> you know? But you have to think about people want to hear radio at that time. So you had to kind of adapt and change the music format, very clever, and still have that, that sort of gospel under well, gospel, I say undertones, which worked where people questioned, is that a gospel song? I know that's a gospel song, and I don't know if that's a gospel song, or is it just talking about uh, inspiring or, or love or whatever it is uh, yeah it's an inspirational song and that's a gospel song so that's what I did so um it worked pretty well and the figures were really high I was really pleased it was so high couldn't believe it
0: <laughs> and then, let me see if I can get the sequence of events right because I think from Choice from you then started UGN
1: uh, yeah I did and and it, <coughs> yeah you're, you're absolutely right I did start UGN in the middle of that and then somewhere along
0: the line, whilst Eugene was going, you moved to Premier as well.
1: I moved to Premier Gospel. Um, so yes. how, how
0: how how did that work?
1: Well, it was. Remember, it was. Remember, I think it was Talk Gospel before, wasn't it? And I I did um, a yeah. couple of uh, I think um, voice tracks for uh, Talk Gospel back in the day. Then I left, and then um, Charmaine Noble gave me a call. And she said, um, Dave, there's a station starting up soon and we've we decided to, uh, well, we have a gospel station. So I said, <laughs> you're telling me you're going to have a gospel station. Uh, d- don't get me wrong, um, Charmaine. I don't want to hear half an hour of preaching and then half an hour of music and then half an hour of preaching and half an hour of music because it's not going to work. And she said, no, no, no. It's going to be really straight gospel music and yeah, talk and stuff like that. But it won't be like how taught gospel was back in the day. Yeah, so I said, um, you know, Shaman, you know I don't like working uh, for gospel stations, tell you the truth, because they tie you down and uh, they want you to be a certain way. And you know, I'm a bit of a rebel like that, because <laughs> I, I will be a rebel. She said, Dave, we want you to come over. So I did. And um, um, I think we started with uh, my wife, Helen, and then myself as um so Helen and Dave P or Dave yeah because it
0: was Helen, Helen and Dave in the mornings yeah, on in the Sundays, morning Sunday mornings
1: it? and then it went to Dave P and yeah, yeah I mean uh, I mean even that was good with Helen and Dave P where people was following up and they really liked the idea of husband and wife even that was on Choice as well if I remember yeah uh, they liked the idea of that and that was really it worked pretty well but yeah I enjoyed my time at um at Premier Gospel and um yeah I had UGN running in the background because I was working on certain things and um, um, you know, when God says, it's time, I gave you something. If you don't run with it, you know what? You might as well just throw it away. And that's it.
0: But Dave, I, I, I've never told you this before. Never, never. I never, you know, we, we talk quite on a regular basis, but I've never told you this, this before, but you were one of the main influences of me getting into um, Christian media. No. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, you were one of one of the people that got me involved in christian media because you did what you did and you did it so well and i'm thinking you know this this is really touching lives and is a i like music Mm
1: -hmm. and if
0: you can touch the lives of people through music and through promoting people's music Mm -hmm. and presenting great music to people then hey, uh, let me have a piece of that. And thank you very much for that.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm I'm, I'm really honored I mean, I, I tell you, I, I've had uh, so many people say that to me, you know, and one of them as well, who you know, eBay as well, he got into radio. He told me one day, he said, Dave, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be in radio. It's because of you. And I thought, oh, my gosh. You know, I thought, oh, my word. I, I, I guess it's it's, it's one of those things you try and, oh, okay, um, I just thank God for that for the time. It's just your
0: your, your passion for radio is quite infectious. Oh yeah, you know, um, you know, and I think just keep on doing what you're doing. And uh, do you think your background in music as well has some kind of influence on how you look at music and how you're able to support musicians and all of that? Because what people don't know is that you are
1: a good bass guitarist. Yeah, it was back in the day for the last, I haven't played for even 30, I think it's 30 years, right? And I, I, Listen, I, I once, I once heard you
0: play in the studio because I think you, that you yeah. were at Premier Gospel then. And was it Michelle Yeah, Osborne was in the studio and I heard you play the bass in the yeah. studio? I'm like,
1: oh, Dave. And Michelle was, Michelle, cool. Michelle was kind of surprised. She goes, hang on. You can play bass, bass, I said, yeah, long time. But I just don't do it often now. And I've got an Aria Pro, which I look at every now and again. And when I pick it up, I, my fingers kind of hurt. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh my goodness me. That's all. But, yeah, but yeah, I, I come from, my family comes from a, a musical background because um, my dad, uh, we set up this group. Okay, and we used to play in some of the churches, Church of God of Prophecy, back in the day. And it used to be Steel Pan. I don't even know about Steel Pan. And it used to be that. And then, uh, you know, we had the drummer, we had the bass guitarist. Then I learned bass, my brother learned bass as well. Then Jones and my other brother who lives in Bradford, he's a guitarist. He used to be jazz, but now he does reggae. But he used to sleep with his guitar every night and um you know just that sleep. So he's so good, he really is. Like kind of George Benson kind of flex, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So and 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 even to go back in my younger days, uh Three Brothers, okay, we used to actually sing in church when we were young. <laughs> we used to sing in church, man. I'm telling you.
0: Wow. What, what what part did you sing?
1: I, I don't even know. Our harmonies was well. He was great, but I don't <laughs> you know. No, you're funny. Our harmonies was great, but I don't even know now if I could do it. No, I, because uh, everything's gone. When you're a young man and you get older, everything just goes in. Well, he goes, "Where his voice has changed now. So I guess that was history then. Do you,
0: do you remember the first song you sang or any of the first songs you sang? <sighs> As a, as a child
1: it, it, it would be the old um uh, and i think people would know this um the sankey or banner hymn or anything like that like jesus hold my hand um something like that that kind of hymn hymnal songs um you know uh, in church you stand at the front and the three boys just singing away things like that so we open the book and we just sing from that and um yeah that was pretty amazing you, you
0: still love old, sort of old gospel, because I mean, well, I listen to your shows sometimes when you've played stuff like Jim Reeves and and all. Elvis Presley, well, mate. What yeah. does music like that? Because obviously you do the very old and you do the very new as well. What does the old kind of gospel music mean I, to you?
1: I think I think um, that's my, my dad's fault, because... It, it, i don't know if you remember real to real you remember that was real big real tape yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Had, he,
0: it was it was real to real and then there yeah, was the, the A-trap track. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had and he, then, had, the, he yeah. had he had all that and he had the grammar as well and it was always um Pat Boone, Jim Reeves, Elvis Presley, all these others right playing uh sometimes the week or playing on the Sunday mainly and I got used to that. And you know what? I I can't knock it too much because at the end of the day right, it did mean a lot and it meant a lot to my mom and dad because those were the songs what really worked, even though I grew up and I wanted to do something else and uh, listen to Andre Crouch and Danny Bell Hall and my, my dad saw a picture. It was so funny. My dad saw a picture of Danny Bell Hall and she had makeup on and he just said, she's not a child of God. She can't be a Christian. makeup. That's not right. And I saw Dad, she's a Christian artist. She's a gospel artist. She's like you. She's like me. She's a Christian. No, she's not. No, I'm wearing makeup like that. It's not right. (laughs) So that sort of music I grew up with and um, I'm used to it. And I do like uh, those sort of classics every now and again because they do mean a lot. And when I, I I guess how you present it in a way. And I always, I always say to presenters, when you're going to present something, present it in a way like, you know, you know, young people, you just need to know, man. You know, I like it. You're going to like it. It's how you present the track. And they will actually listen. Good boy, boy that, that was deep, in it? That's track. I didn't even know about that. I need to go and look for it. And by the way, they will say, I know that there's a remix of that in some kind of gospel song. Because I heard it on Dave's show. There's just a little sample in there. So, you know, you educate the young.
0: Dave, <laughs> talking about the old classics, can you introduce one for us? <laughs> we'll take a very quick music break, but just introduce one of those old classi- classics.
1: I, I wanna I wanna introduce a, a classic because um yeah yeah, Andre Crouch. And because um the the bass on this it is so fantastic when it starts off. Well done, my good and faithful servant, and it comes in do 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 it's it's just really brilliant the way it starts. And it's just, it's so, musical genius.
0: In a Dave P style, please introduce <laughs> the song.
1: <laughs> right, uh, here speaking with Charles, being interviewed by well, Charles Connetic well, well, Man, I can't believe it. Please. And here is Andre Crouch. Well done, that good and faithful servant.
0: Well done, that good and faithful servant. So that was Andre crouch that was dave p's choice of a classic well done thou good and faithful seven uh, we're just about to wrap up the conversation dave but you've been around uh, the uk gospel industry uh for a while now if i was uh, if i was to ask you to give us a quick evaluation of the industry where it was where it is now and where you think we're gonna go i mean i know this is like a whole topic of his own it is uh, but can you tell us can you tell us a little a little bit about
1: i think that? i've been around for about at least 30 years now 30 years i reckon and um doing this radio thing and and gospel uh and when it all started i guess um we always finding our way in terms of recording and sounding having that quality sound and hence why people used to kind of follow uh, you know, like Commission Winans, and we talk about Andre Crouch, and all those other cats that used to do gospel. Uh, and, and of course, the UK gospel artists back in the day used to copy them and even even do the same sort of like writing skills, you know, and people were just dabbling, really. Uh, I remember one group called Paradise. And they, they just came with something completely different. Uh, contemporary UK gospel music and then you came with new colours. But yeah, um, how it started, I think it was a struggle, you know, to get noticed because it was always a lot of concerts because that's what we had, going to a lot of concerts to see these artists. And then to get radio airplay, air play, there wasn't enough of it. Um, I, I know we had Gary Bird radio show on, I think it was Radio 1, who I used to listen to all the time. Uh, And like that Uh, and then um, now where we are right now I think I think gospel and I don't uh, don't get me wrong Charles I don't like to say UK gospel music too often and um, uh, the reason why because I don't like to keep our UK artists in a box because I do believe that the world is really big enough to accept them if we limit ourselves to certain things that is where we're gonna stay if we keep saying uh uk gospel artists uk gospel artists you know just say the name and that's it and i know i've had many many listeners that from abroad who listen go who on earth is that is that how they're going on that's how they sing you know are they from the uk why didn't you say that because i don't want to you know so the thing is um i, I think i know it's doing really well production's really key Uh, people are spending money uh, even though some people are spending the kind of wrong money and wrong producers you know and it's not coming out well but um people are spending money and getting the right producers having the right management structure uh to carry them through and promoting really well and using social media and all that uh, i think is fantastic and we're at a stage right now uh where we're excelling really well. we we're getting some are, some are getting booked. Some are, you, you see some just going on flights nearly every day. Where are you now? Oh, I'm over here doing a gig. So really, yeah, and recording the album. While I'm, wow, how, when did you do that? I did it last year, but I had to go on the gig and whatever get a live thing. But yeah, it's just one of those things. So I'm proud of where we are right now at this moment in time, and I'm glad and I'm happy to be around to see that from day one even to now. So I'm very grateful for that, Charles.
0: I think finally, one of the things that... And well done for doing that as well. And I think you do that quite well. I mean, you know, I speak to a few artists and, you know, they tell me the impact of some of the things that you do. Um, one of the things that I've also realised is the emergence of Afrobeat, African gospel music. And I see you're mm-hmm. well into that as well. Yeah. How 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 do you put that in the same space? And, and for you, how do you see... The two, if I can call it two worlds coming together.
1: I you know what? I I I don't really. And this is why I talk about um um we're all on this planet together. The only thing I have a problem with, to be honest with you, when it comes to pronouncing the names. <laughs> you know, some of the names. You know, I'm thinking, oh That's my
0: understandable. Right, like, That's I, I, I tried
1: to kind of work it out and my wife helped me out and I goes, okay, I could do that, yeah. But the thing is, right, when the music is good. Let me tell you, I will put it between any track or at the beginning. It doesn't really matter, and it shouldn't matter because you know what? When we all, you know what? When we all strive, we're all striving to get to heaven right now. You think we just think we're gonna notice or who's who and who's from where? Blah blah blah. Whatever. It's not gonna be like that. There's no way. And I always say to people, I know this is going to uh, going a bit strange. I always say when you go, it doesn't matter what colour, what religion, where you're from, the dirt will welcome you. It doesn't care at the end of the day. So I'm not really too bothered about when it comes to um, uh, music, be African or whatever, or UK, African, whatever they want to call it. The thing is, when i introduce an artist, trust me, it's going to be the name and I'm playing the song. And that's it, because it's a good song. Uh, which will encourage uplift and speaks about when one has to speak about God in a song, it is there. When you have to speak about uh, love for people, it is there as an inspirational tool as well. So that is what I do. And I love doing that, Charles.
0: Dave, listen, keep on doing what you're doing. Um, It's great what you've done so far. And I know the Lord's going to take you far. I know you're Um, radio station and your media group is going to go far as well because of what you're doing. I cannot thank you enough to say thank you to uh, Mrs. Paul for us for releasing you. We've had you for nearly an hour and it's been amazing (laughs) having this conversation with you as well. Um, Two things you're going to have to do before you leave. Mm -hmm. Uh, One, give us your social media handles and how people can can get in touch with you if you know there are artists there who want to speak to you about how they can get their music going or you know take their their ministry to the next level another time we're going to get you back on the show and we can talk about some of these these technical things um so social media handles and then after that if you introduce another song so we can um, close off the show with
1: okay so if you want to get in touch with me just follow me on twitter and facebook um of course um uh real dave p uh r e a l d a v e p real dave p facebook twitter and of course uh instagram uh you'll find me on um u uh, g n jams with a Z of course that's on Twitter, or just search me, search for me on um Facebook, and you'll find me. no problem. just get in touch and if you're an artist, you know we welcome you make sure it's good quality though, and make sure you check out the format at the station <laughs> we, we, we will we will have we we will yeah.
0: have a chat about you know uh doing quality stuff for musicians in 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 coming weeks we're gonna we're gonna bring you back on again so we can talk about purely technical things you know um so thank you very much and now you get to choose our final song for
1: the show can you just play me a track from Diana Hamilton and that's it end your of your wish
0: is my your wish is my command Mr David Paul thank you very much for making time and um thank you to everyone who listened to this show as well you know you, you can send us some feedback as well you can you can send an email to afropraiseshow at gmail.com that will come straight to me and on the next show I will share some of your thoughts on this show with you as well Dave thank you very much and God bless
2: you're welcome and mm-hmm. your some presence in this place, Jehovah, 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 oh. Lord, I am overwhelmed, Jehovah, do you overwhelm me as yes, you do see I think of beyond the, the rape has Your power